This episode of Inquisitive is brought to you by Cards Against Humanity. Hi, my name is Marco Arment, and my favorite album is Not Just One Album. So, my favorite band overall is Fish. And Fish, a lot of people don't really know how to get into Fish because you they approach it, they look at it like every other band or every other artist that you hear of, which is, oh, okay, uh, what songs of them have I heard somewhere? Maybe on the radio, if people still listen to the radio, which I don't think they do, but somewhere people are hearing new music. Don't ask me where. But, you know, so, so first thing is, what songs of theirs might I have heard? Uh, and then, you know, maybe if you get past that, then it's like, okay, well, what album should I listen to or stream or buy? And with Fish, these questions don't quite work. And I think this has contributed to <laughs> what basically a lot of people think about Fish, which is they have this this impression of, of what Fish is, mostly like, you know, the stereotype of like druggies sitting around listening to songs that never end. Uh, but they've never actually heard much or any fish music. So the way to start with fish, so the, most people who do discover fish go through these three different phases. Uh, the first phase, I think, is the the studio albums, where it's like, first, you, you maybe you heard their one radio hit, which is called Farmhouse. Uh, maybe you heard that on the radio. It's unlikely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Chances are, at some point, you hear some fish music, usually in high school or college, uh, and and you start out with their studio albums. And their studio albums are are, ve- are very good. They're they're a little weird. Uh, they're you know they aren't all excellent, but I think overall they're very good. And this is the phase I went through in late high school and most of college, where I listened to lots of their studio stuff. I didn't have any of their live stuff. Uh, I listened to lots of that, and and I liked it a lot. And and Tiff actually also she was with me on that at, at the moment. My wife she was she was with me on that. Uh, I have since surpassed her tolerance of fish, unfortunately. But <laughs> so I'm curious, Mike. Before this experiment, had you heard any of Fish's music? I don't think so. I would have to go back and listen to Farmhouse. Maybe I'll know that song, but I'd never listen to anything. Yeah, it, it that is that is the common case. You know, most people and 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 I also I also want to ask before this experiment, what was your opinion of Fish? What what did you think they were, or what did you think their music was like? I my only uh, cultural touch point, I guess, for Fish is you. So you are the only person that I ever know that has listened to Fish. The only reason that I know Fish exists is because of the you know the joke that Marco loves and listens to Fish, and you put it on the <laughs> ATP live stream and stuff like that. Um. And so my, all of my kind of understanding is based around that joke. So my belief is that you're the only person that likes them <laughs> and they play extremely long live shows. And my kind of thinking was was like they don't really have any music you'd know. It just kind of is what happens and what comes out of the the instruments. That was kind of my understanding of Fish before listening to the homework that you sent me. So, so you thought that like every show is literally just like random noise. Basically. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Like, because <laughs> the idea of jam band, right, just sounds to me it's kind of just like, well, we're gonna be here and we have a bunch of instruments and we know how to play them and we're kind of just gonna play them <laughs> to see what happens. Like, you know, like kind of like jazz stuff. Like you see it in movies, it's like you know, B flat minor, follow me, guys, and then the guy just starts playing the bass. And then everybody kind of just goes along <laughs> with him. That's what I thought Fish were, but just a rock version of that. Well, and, and that's that puts you ahead of many people because it, what you know. So the whole the whole term jam band is is problematic in a number of ways. But one of the big reasons why people have the impressions they do of jam bands. Now, by the way, most people can't name more than maybe two jam bands. Uh, you know, most people would say Fish, maybe, and The Grateful Dead. And and that's they usually can't name a single other one. Uh, the fact is, it's, it isn't a big category. There aren't that many jam bands, really. At least that many that anybody knows about. Um, even people who like jam bands, like it's a pretty small category, really. There's only you know 
maybe 10 bands that anybody could really name, even big fans. Um, but the few well-known ones that there are, uh, they all sound so different from each other. They, they are all so different that, you know, lumping them all together as jam bands, as one category, and talking about jam bands as a whole, it, it's kind of, on a smaller scale, it's like talking about rock bands as a whole. You know, it's like, what do rock bands sound like? Well, like, there's some common elements, but there's a lot of variation within that category. Yeah, like, uh, they all use the same instruments, but they play yeah. them in completely different ways. Right. Uh, and and so, you know, one one thing that I think all jam bands tend to share uh, is that they they tend to be a much bigger deal live than in the studio. Uh, that that people people who follow them around or people who follow them as fans not not necessarily going to their concerts but people who follow them as fans generally like their live shows better than their studio albums if they even have any studio albums uh, so when you when you hear a jam band studio albums like Fish uh, you know like their their albums that many of us will have heard in college uh, except you uh, but <laughs> but many of us uh, when you hear them I I think there's a tendency to think well okay that's it so that you know what's the big deal and that makes sense because most bands you know most rock bands if you go to see them in person uh in in a concert usually you're hearing basically them playing the album like you you're they don't really vary it too much from what the album was if there's not much value like in going to five different concerts by the same rock band in one year. Like, there, there'd be no reason for most people to do that because you're just going to really see very similar shows playing basically the same songs the same way. You know, it's it, there's not a whole lot of variation in most bands among their concerts. Usually you go to see one concert of a tour uh, or one concert for a whole band, and that's and you're done. You know, and, and I've gone to plenty of concerts like when I was a teenager and a young adult and... Uh, and I don't think there were any that I really said, you know, I really want to see this band again next year. Like it was, even the bands I liked a lot, it's like, okay, I saw them and now I'm done. <laughs> um, jam bands are, are different in that, so there are songs, <laughs> there are defined songs that are written in advance, <laughs> just so you know. Um, and, and I think most people, most people have the impression that you do of jam band sandwiches, like people kind of like plinking around on a guitar, everyone's stoned and, and just kind of taking forever. Uh, most of the time people think that everything just sounds like the Grateful Dead or that everything sounds like reggae. And, and if that was the case, I wouldn't like them very much either <laughs> because I don't really care that much for those. Uh, but what I like about Fish is that they, First of all, they're they're extremely talented musicians. Extremely, they 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 don't they're they're not particularly amazing singers. And I don't listen to the words at all. And there aren't that many words, you know. And it, it, fish for people who listen to music for the words and for the, for the lyrics and the meaning behind the lyrics. I don't know if you're gonna like fish. I've never heard the lyrics. I don't I don't care. Probably not. If I had to guess, you probably won't. Uh, but but uh that's it with fish the i i I always say like the lead singer of fish is trey anastasia the the lead singer uh officially i I always say the lead singer of the band really is trey's guitar that like his guitar tone is the prominent sound it is it is like the lead of the music that is what you are listening to most of the time that that is the lead voice of the band is that guitar and in in general everything follows from that so the reason i like it is because i like high energy very musical guitar riffs and, and you know guitar progressions and and you know different chord progressions and building up tension and then releasing it in the music like i i love all that and they are so good at that and it is it is a unique sound that really only Fish has. Other jam bands don't sound like Fish, really. Um, some of them might try, but usually they they all have their own thing going. Uh, but it it is a unique sound to them, and they what's what's nice about the live shows. So so you know, as I said, like you you kind of start out with the studio albums. Um, I'm kind of all over the place, just like a fish song right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have some comments in regards to that. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> So you start out with some studio albums, and, and you, you kind of learn some of their songs. Uh, and then they do have a, a relatively small number of official 
live album releases. So, so you know, like some bands do live albums. Fish has a few live albums, and if you if you listen to their official live album releases, uh, that that is a that is a fair sampling of the way they used to sound live. And this is an, another thing that makes it hard to to get people into the band is that the way they used to sound uh, before uh, 2009, which is their, their, their... 2009 to the present is like their, their, their latest era. Fish fans call it Fish 3.0. Um, before that, there was a breakup, and then there was another breakup. And, and, and so this, their current era, 3.0. Uh, importantly, it came after uh, Trey Anastasio, the lead singer, uh, it came after he had a huge uh, drug bust and... and um, kind of reformation as like a a, a, a sober guy uh and i, I think I, I don't know too many of the details I, I don't i don't look too much in, into the details of the lives of the bands i follow um but as far as i know he's been sober since since then so ever since he's been sober the band i think is is substantially better and substantially tighter and and different from the way it was in the 90s when most people form their opinions of the band and in the 90s, it would really ramble on a lot more, and they'd really go off in the weeds a lot more and for a lot longer, and it wouldn't be as good. And I think since 2009, since the big cleanup, I would say they're a better band. Uh, and, and, I th- and some really hardcore Fish fans don't agree with me, but that's fine. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a really hardcore Fish fan. Uh, I don't consider myself part of that community, so that they can think whatever they want. Um, but so... Once you get past their their studio live albums that were mostly, or I mean, their official live albums that were mostly in the '90s, there's this whole other realm of fish that have, that are all the recordings that happened after that, and and especially in in what I was saying since 2009, their their most recent uh, era, it is really a, a very very much improved band and a much improved sound, and and most people have just never heard it, and I can't blame them because usually you can't find much of this or any of this on iTunes or Spotify or, or other streaming services, Apple Music, ding. Usually you can't find any of this on that, or you can maybe find like two shows. And the way I listen to Fish is whenever they go on a tour, I go to their official distributor of live recordings, which is livefish.net, and I just pre-order the entire tour in MP3 form. And so then every night, they, they, when, they, when they play a concert... About two hours after the concert ends, they release the MP3s that were professionally recorded right through their soundboard and everything, and they they have like a mastering template for the concerts so that they can they can get them out there, and they sound just as good as a real like studio or a, a real like live album release from 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 like a big label. They sound just as good, and you get those after every concert they do now for like twelve bucks or ten bucks or something two hours after the show ends. So first of all, as a fan, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like a, as a fan, there's so it's so cool. Like it's so nice to be a fan of theirs because you get so much new music. If you want it, like as much as you can take, like you get so much new music from them. And because they're a jam band and because they, they have a lot of this improvisation within the songs, not necessarily like, you know, they, they will occasionally have like a, a half hour thing where they'll like they'll kind of just riff on nothing and they'll call it like you know the the Dayton Jam or whatever like just whatever town they were in that night they'll just call it that on the track list but that's very rare that that happens maybe once in a, maybe once a year uh, it, it's it's very rare uh, for the most part they are playing songs that you have heard before from them but they they improvise enough during the songs and and in the middle of the songs and maybe they'll maybe they'll blend the end in a different way or they'll they'll add like a, a five minute jam in the middle that wasn't usually there or they'll play with the riffs a little bit they'll do something a little bit different it does sound like different songs slightly so what you're hearing is songs that you already know for the most part but with like a bonus like variation added uh, and they strike a balance I think that most bands can't strike between you know keeping it familiar enough that it's not just random noise that these are songs that they've worked on and polished and been playing for sometimes 20 years uh or 30 years actually they're they're, they've been around a long time now but you know so these are songs that that they that they they've been playing for a long time so they've they really like perfected the songs 
but they add enough to it every time that there's value in listening to the songs that you've heard a million times before from a new show because they will be slightly different. Does that make sense? I'm I'm trying to wrap my head around it. So because it is it's quite confusing to me. So the, where is the music originating? Like is it like the songs that you know, do you know them from albums or do you know them from just listening to other tours? Like do they debut new music on these tours that then goes around and you only ever hear them through the live recordings? Yes. So so to answer your question, the answer is both. Uh, so they they do put out a new album every, I don't know, four or five years, something like that. Uh, they do put out new, new studio albums. Uh, for the most part, I don't think most fans really listen to them, honestly. Like, I, I don't think that's really what they're for. I, I, I think they're more to, to give the band a chance to, to write new songs and like, to sit down in a studio and, and, and you know, kind of nail out good, song, good new songs. The studio versions that get released on the albums, though, are really just like an early it's like it's like the 1.0 of the song <laughs> you know like it's a it's an early version they they can they write it they consider it a complete thing and they put it out there but then they'll keep playing that song for 20 years afterwards in the live shows and it and it can really be expanded upon and refined and added to and 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 really improved over the years uh, and so if you only listen to the studio albums this, this is one of the reasons why you kind of have to move past that as a fan eventually. If you only listen to the studio albums, you're only hearing the 1.0 version of all those songs. Hmm. And so if you look at like the track list, and we'll get, we'll get to how I made you listen to this in a second, but if you look at the track list of one of their shows, you're going to see a lot of songs you recognize. Some of these songs are going to be 25 years old. Some of them will have been on the latest album. Some of them will be cover songs. Uh, they they actually do they they do many cover songs uh, and it, it sounds worse than it is because when they you know when, when they take like a Rolling Stones song and, and play their version of it it's it's very different <laughs> I would say it's yeah. you know they it's very different and, and so it's it's almost a different song at that point but uh, many of their biggest hits are cover songs like the like their biggest live hits that they play that the people like a lot many of those are cover songs. Um, and many, and there are there are many songs that they play during their during their concerts that they that they will have debuted at some show and then they they play here and there since then uh, that have never appeared on an album and they just never got around to putting it on an album or it didn't fit or you know for whatever reason they didn't want to put it on an album so there is a relationship between the albums and the live shows it is it is kind of loose mostly because of cover songs during the live shows and the, those songs that never got on an album and. Really, the albums are, as I said, they're really like the 1.0 version of the song. And so if you only ever hear that, you're missing out. And this, this is one of, one of the things that makes Fish so different from most other, most other well-known bands, is that most well-known bands, as I said, like, you know, when, they, when, when you see a concert, usually the audience of the concert demands, they want to hear something that sounds basically just like the album. Like I, one of the one of the big criticisms of the Counting Crows, which is a, a band I like a lot, uh, one of the big criticisms of Counting Crows is that you hear them live and they're just all over the place with these songs. Like they really take them in very different directions and they don't they don't sound anything like the album version of the song. And a lot of fans don't like that. Fish has never sounded like the album version of the song for very long, so the fans are used to it. <laughs> it's, yeah. And so so like you know, Fish songs you you get to hear all this like you know, expansion and, and, and reinterpretation and refinement of the songs that for most bands you never get to hear. So you put it all together and you have music that if you like it, which we'll get to, if you like it, you have a band that puts out tons of new music for you that is widely available and everything is a little bit new every time there's a new show. And that that I think is is the core appeal of the band like from an, like an academic perspective it's like just being a fan of this band is just really nice also they have the attitude they have is extremely positive like and and part of this comes from their history and drug culture i think but but i don't know much about that so i i really can't say but uh the attitude that that fish has is these are just these are four guys who really love music are really great musicians and they're it, it almost seems like they're just having fun on stage even though they are very technically proficient also but it's it seems like they're just having fun they're there to have a good time 
you don't get any of the attitude that 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 I got from most of the bands growing up in the '90s uh, of like prima donnas that are angry and dark and brooding and really like emotional and they hate the world and and you know you should be lucky to even be close to them. It's none of that. There's there's none of that negative attitude of rock stars. It's all just like positive, having fun. It's just a very like nice positive attitude and i and i i respect that i like that a lot so i have so much to say um based on my own uh experiences here and also just on everything that you've been talking about so originally when i invited you onto this you you wanted to set me with 15 hours uh of fish uh, which I was I was a little bit hesitant towards. I mean, because, you know, for the other shows, I either know the album or I sit down and listen to 30 or 40 minutes of music to just familiarize myself with what we're going to be talking about on the episode. But it tends to not really be that important that I've heard it anyway. Um, but, it, you know, I, I like to know. But with Fish, I really did want to get an idea because it's so incredibly different. Um, so you ended up setting move eight hours. I listened to and, most and I chose of it, it be, be, before. So if you if you would actually tell fish fans which live shows I gave you to listen, there'd be there'd be a bunch of big arguments that I gave you the wrong ones or I didn't include some song or whatever. The reason why I gave you what I did is first of all, so I I gave you the uh, the uh, New Year's of this this previous year uh, the the Miami shows I gave you uh, January second and third and uh, July 13th of last year, 2014. So the reason I gave you what I did was I wanted I wanted to give you not the best thing they've ever done, period, but just a fair representation of what modern fish sounds like. You know, what, what do these shows sound like? What are, like, you know, good-slash-average interpretations of the show? So what I gave you, like the, the uh, July 13th, 2014 show... I'm a huge fan of the of like the the second half of that. Basically, I have I, I always I use I use iTunes star ratings, um, and I have a lot of five and four stars in the second half of that show, and, and that's a denser collection than usual for me. Uh, and then uh, the the New Year shows from this past; those are just the two most recent shows, and I have a couple of five stars among there, and I thought those were pretty good. And I gave you these just to, just to really give you. Just kind of a fair representation of like this. This is generally what fish sounds like today, you know. Not cherry picking only the best singles or whatever. Not cherry picking the best show they ever did, uh, which I don't even know what that would be because I just like all their new stuff. So that's how I picked this. So as you said, I whittled it down from fifteen hours to uh, about eight and a half hours. So what do you think of it? So I listened to the first two. Um, I didn't get to the third one. It was in preparing for this, I realized how much of my work is audio-based. It's like, <laughs> I'll have enough time. I have a couple of long trips coming up. And then realized that on those long trips, I actually needed to be editing audio and then couldn't listen to fish at the same time. So I don't know how much, how many hours it was. Let's say it was six hours, just for the sake of argument, right? If I got two-thirds of it done. Uh, my, It's interesting to hear you say about the way that you felt about these albums. Like, so the, the, the one that I listened to first, I listened to them in the order that I expected they would need to be. I listened to the New York show first, which mm-hmm. was in July of 2014. Um, and you said that you, the second half is what you liked, right? My notes on this changed. The first half, I just hated it. I just couldn't stand it. Um, and it felt like I was being punished to listen to it. <laughs> you would not be the only one who would feel that way hearing this, just so you know. So the the my some of my complaints in this early part, right? You mentioned singing earlier. Uh is it felt that they can sing? Because a lot of it is out of tune. <laughs> um, I honestly, I don't pay a lot of attention to either the the fish fan community or 
what pe- what other people tend to say about fish. I really okay. just enjoy this for myself, and I don't really care about the community. I'm not. I'm not. As I said, I'm not really a part of it. Uh, and I, I've only been to one concert of theirs. Like <laughs> most people, uh, who who are big fans of Fish's live stuff, usually they try to go to as many shows as possible. And that that might be them following them around the country for an entire tour. That might be them just seeing them whenever they come to their town. Uh, and like seeing, getting every opportunity to see them. For me, I'm I'm kind of like I I think CGP Gray mentioned this to either you or Brady recently. I uh, I I get bored at concerts. Like I don't want to sit there for two to three hours for any band, even even my favorite band. I don't want to sit there and see them for very long. So I did go to one show. It was great, but I get to me I get just as much value out of listening to them uh, afterwards than than I do when I'm there. And and I, I listen while I work. And I, I've listened to Fish while working on a, on a regular basis uh, since, I don't know, since I started working a full-time job. <laughs> and it's great for coding because you can put it on, you can start a show and just have it play in order. And, and I'm, I'm an album order guy. I, I don't listen on Shuffle when I, when I listen to regular bands too. I don't listen to Shuffle. Uh, I, I listen to albums straight through. And if, if a band, if there's a really great single and the rest of the album is terrible, I just don't hear that. I don't hear, I don't listen to it. <laughs> I just don't listen to the single either. You basically ordered me, I actually read verbatim what you said to me, because uh, I said, you, you said to me originally, you can listen to 15 hours in the next nine days. And I was like, I can sample it. It's like, no, you have to <laughs> listen to it. You can't just jump and skip around. That's not how this works. How many hours can you do? And then uh, I didn't give this number, but we settled on eight. Um, <laughs> because the singing sometimes is fine but sometimes it like it's out of tune and i guess it's because they're playing live right is why this is happening so because i haven't listened to any of their album stuff like the studio recording stuff i just wasn't sure if like they are considered to be singers because there really isn't a lot of singing like there really isn't like some of the tracks are like 15 minutes long and there's like three or four lines in there Um, and some of the songs there's just no singing at all so my expectation is like singing is not what they're known for um and when it seems like when they do it it can be a bit hit or miss like it is not like lyrics there aren't really you know the the lyrics maybe serve a purpose and the purpose is not to portray the music no i mean fish is singing it's like it's like the mashed potatoes at a steakhouse. Like, they have to have it, really, because that's just kind of how music works. Like, they have to offer singing. They have to include it sometimes. But it's that's not why anybody goes there, <laughs> basically. And, and it's not as good as the music. And I don't, I don't necessarily know that it's out of key or out of tune. I, I don't think I necessarily hear that. But... Uh, but it's it's they certainly are not great singers, and I don't think anybody would claim they are great singers. Uh, they they people are there for the music, and one thing too though that that is interesting with the live shows, and one of the reasons I I picked what I did is that in almost every show there are mistakes, they mess up, and and if you're if if you're listening closely enough, and if you're familiar with the songs enough, you can identify the mistakes, and that's very different from when you hear a studio album. There will you will never hear a mistake. Because if they make a mistake, they'll either fix it or re-record it. And in the live shows, they don't do that. Uh, if you hear mistakes, and they're different in some songs. In some songs, they can play very reliably. In some songs, they screw up almost every time. And that is just part of it. And and to me, that's that kind of like... At, at first, the, the idea of listening to music that includes mistakes that were not edited out... Uh, that sounds ridiculous to most consumers of modern music, but that's just part of hearing this like authentic live show. And part of the reason I said listen straight through and don't skip around, you know, don't listen on shuffle, listen straight through. And I said you don't you don't have to do it in one sitting, but just don't use the seek button. Like just listen to it straight through as though these are albums, um, because it, it is an event that happened. It, it this is a this is a recording of something that happened live that there was no editing for afterwards, and. That's I think part of experiencing it is is hearing hearing what actually happened that night and hearing them over time as you hear more shows hearing them get better or improve certain things or like 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 one of the one of the excitements of being a fish fan is you know you have your handful of like the songs you like the most from them or the ones that that you look forward to the most that they're going to play and when you download a new show and you see on the set list oh they played 
they played that song. That's one of my favorite songs. Part of the excitement is like, you know, one of my one of my favorite songs is Harry Hood. Right, and which I don't think you even got to, because that wasn't that wasn't the end. Man, you missed some good ones by not hearing the last show. Oh, <laughs> the fans are going to be pissed. You missed Harry Hood. You missed Down with Disease. You missed Divided Sky. Oh boy, that's <laughs> oh they're gonna they're gonna be pissed at you. Anyway, um... <laughs> <laughs> maybe you should have just given me that one then. <laughs> well, I was trying to build a progression. <laughs> so anyway, um, one of the excitements because they're different and because they aren't always perfect is when you see one of the one of your favorite songs on the list of the things you just got it's exciting to get there and because you think oh i wonder if this is going to be a great one and like you know my favorite song, like you know harry hood possum divided sky like these are some of, my, some of my favorite songs and like i star rate them and so i can i can do a search in itunes for harry hood and It'll show me the list of all the different Harry Hoods that have been performed over the last five years or whatever I have in iTunes. And I can see, you know, many of them are five stars, many of them are four or three. And it's like, oh, I want to hear a really great one. I want to hear this five star one. It's kind of cool to be able to do that. Like, it's again, this is something you don't really get with other bands. Uh, it, it, it's a cool thing. And it, it's just part of it's part of like the fish culture and what makes it more more human and, and more imperfect is like not every performance of every song is going to be great that kind of gives it like a, a dramatic arc and it gives it some, some excitement of like, Oh, I wonder if this one's going to be great. And you hear, and it's new to you and it, it's just, it's cool. It's interesting. That is one of the things that I'm interested in, in the fact that like, so there I've got three shows here. So three times I've played live three times I've had audiences, but your favorite songs are on one of them. So like as an audience member, so this is the thing you're saying about previous bands and they just play what the album is. When you go to a show of a big band, you know the songs you're going to hear. You're going to hear the new ones, and you're going to hear their big hits. And you can feel pretty confident that you buy a ticket for $50 or whatever, and you're going to go to the stadium, and you're going to see the stuff you love and know. But what it seems like with Fish is, it is potluck. Like, you're going to get what you're given, you might not see your favorite songs. Yeah, I mean, it, that's, that's definitely the case. I mean, they, you But know, everybody if you... accepts that, though, right? That's just part of it. I mean, the fact is, the band has been touring for like thirty years. They have a lot of songs, <laughs> you know, and and you know, they, even if you exclude, you know, the, any covers that they might play or any special events, like like they do a special thing every every Halloween show that they play, they'll they'll like cover a whole album of somebody else, or they'll do something weird for Halloween. Like it, it's a Halloween's a weird thing. I don't I don't even honestly I don't like the Halloween shows, but that's again, this makes me not like most fish fans. <laughs> But I also don't listen to fish while under the influence of anything, which makes me also very much unlike <laughs> most of the fish fans. Like, and this is part of the problem too. As a little side note here, um, a lot of fish's public persona is tied up with drug culture and with their drug culture fans. And not all fish fans are into drugs, but certainly many of them are, and and many of them consider that like an essential part of the experience. And I just don't. I'm not in that culture at all. And that I you know. I think it's unfair to judge things on their fans in general. Like I like a lot of things that have really bad fans. <laughs> fish is chief among us. Like fish fans are just horribly unbearable most of the time. <laughs> I, I totally get that. I'm not going to argue that. I, I am certainly one of them, and you might think that about me. But trust me, it gets a lot worse. Uh, <laughs> and so, so you can't you can't judge them on their fans uh, unless you're going to their live shows. Then you then you have a legitimate complaint because their fans will all be there. But you know it, it is it is more fair to judge them on just the music if you're gonna if you're gonna listen to their music and, and make a judgment judge them on the music not not their fans and not the drug culture that often surrounds them. This episode of Inquisitive is brought to you by our friends over at Cards Against Humanity. As you know by now, there's nothing that they love more than playing a few seconds of a 90s pop song and stopping it abruptly, like this. It's been- My thanks again to Cards Against Humanity for helping support this show. So I can see how this is good working music, and this was once once I settled in, all right? So, so once I kind of understood what was happening um, and... I was the things that were initially turning me off 
stop doing that because I could see what was going on. So like some of the things that I found weird was like the singing, but then I understood kind of the purpose of it. Um, some of the guitar, like which I can totally see you saying like the lead singer, Trey, right? You said his, his name yeah. was? His yeah. guitar being the, the vocal point of the band because he, he wails with it a lot. Um, and once yeah. I understood that that was a thing, I was cool with it. Like in how I I, I love uh, Jack White's guitar, and it's the same kind of idea. Jack White's guitar in all of his music, um, from the White Stripes and you know his solo career, uh, that is as much a part part of the band as he is, if not more. Um, and it's I've seen him live, and it is his guitar is incredibly loud. Um, and that is purposeful. So I, I, once I kind of locked into that being a thing, it wasn't jarring for me anymore, and I kind of understood it. Um, after this kind of realization, uh, I definitely found the music to be inoffensive when working, <laughs> which is maybe a good thing if you want it for working music. Like it wasn't uh, when I was listening to it, it wasn't making me think about anything else other than my work you know like you know like if you listen to you could listen to an album by somebody and then you're trying to work and you get distracted by it right and and part of the reason why is because these are so long like you know you can put on a fish show and you have three hours of not needing to care about your music anymore like you you don't have to pay attention to it it, it isn't like if you if you have it on shuffle it's the worst right because if you have shuffle through your whole collection then you'll ha- hear, hear crazy stuff it'll distract you oh i gotta skip this song this is terrible or this mm-hmm. is weird to hear now um with and with full albums even then like most albums are like 45 minutes maybe you know so like it that goes quickly when you're working then you got to think oh now i gotta put on something else or you know i got it's it always is bothering you to to do something with it whereas if you put on a live show especially a fish show uh, you know, it goes pretty long. And and by the way, there's also, you know, this, this stereotype of the long songs, right? The fish songs are all 45 minutes long and blah, blah, blah. So I, I did some stats uh, in preparation for the show. I did some homework. Mm-hmm. I looked at uh, all of their shows from 2009 to the present. Uh, so, you know, ever since their, their return from their, from their last break, I looked at every song because I have them all. So I just put them all in an iTunes playlist and did some different sortings and ran some numbers. Um, so... Ever since 2009, their modern era, the average song length is only eight minutes. And 78% of the songs are under 10 minutes. <laughs> so this idea that like every fish song is a half hour long is just completely bogus. It's not. It's completely untrue. Um, and I, and you know, I, I did like only 4% or over 15 minutes. The longest single song uh, since 2009 was 36 minutes. And that's very unusual. And and part of what I gave you includes a twenty eight minute song, and that was kind of yep. intentional because I yep. wanted you to hear like how bad it gets. <laughs> I looked at some. Sometimes I was like, "This is going on for a while." Like, I, and I yeah. would look at the 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 play seeking thing, be like, "Oh, I'm a quarter of a way through this," <laughs> and oh, this is fifteen minutes. Okay, okay, so I'll just hunker down and we'll yeah, carry like, on. Most of their jams, most of their like tight common jams, are. Yeah, about eight minutes long, maybe ten. You know, that's it's not the whole idea of like you're sitting around for a half hour listening to somebody plunk randomly on a guitar. That's that's kind of more Grateful Dead slash reggae. That's really not how Fish sounds. So uh, then, as I continue to go through this, I think that I changed my notes. My original heading for my notes for this section was "I don't like this," <laughs> <laughs> but. I actually uh, changed it last night to overall. I f- I found this okay. Wow, I'm honestly very pleasantly surprised by that. I I did not think you would like it because based on what I've heard that you like in the past shows, uh, I d- I didn't think you would like fish at all. I-, I thought you would find it unbearable the entire time. So the fact that you found it somewhat bearable towards the end is is impressive. I initially don't get me wrong. I really hated it. Um, I I was annoyed that you'd given it to me. Uh, I was dreading continuing because I I would look at the the kind of the time elapsed and be like, oh my god, I have so much more to get through. <laughs> uh, and but as basically, I then started to try and look at it as less of a function of a task that I needed to complete and just to use it as music 
when I was working and to have it on in the background. And it was last night when I was I was getting through some more of this and I realized <laughs> I realized that I was tapping my feet whilst listening to it. And I don't know what it is and it isn't in my head right now, but there has been a song in my head for two days. One of these songs has been in my head. And I can't seem to get it out. Of and there. you can't find it. <laughs> no, I don't know what it is. I just know there is a part of it that is lodged in my brain now, it, and it, and it's part lyric and and part the uh, part of the music. But maybe maybe it will come back again, and I can tell you. But it's been in my head a lot. Um, that's beginning, Mike. Yeah, I know. It's, it's the, basically, this is the beginning. Now you have to listen to their entire catalog for the last five years uh, to find that song. I just tried to keep an open mind. That that was kind of my feeling on this because I I have a I have a I tend to have a problem when when people turn something that somebody likes into a joke um, and just batters them over the head with it and without ever trying it you know because uh, I know that the fish thing is a joke like how Casey's final thing is a joke and it's a long running joke and 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 it, they are funny but I think that people you know I think that you kind of need to understand what what is going on here. And I can see why people could listen to this and just be like, this is crazy. I don't know how you could like it. Because I was at that point. But I've <laughs> I made I made a breakthrough. Um and there were just there were just parts of this that I actually thought were great. Like there were there were actual parts of these songs that I just genuinely really enjoyed. But my overall feeling for why I can't say that like I love this is it just feels too disjointed for me. Like there doesn't seem to be something happening that I can follow along with because it feels like it can just go in any direction where a typical album or live show is maybe more constructed to to sound or to be in a certain way, right? Because I've seen bands twice on the same tour and seen the same show twice because they're built to be that way. You know, even like right. in regards to where the ad libbing occurs. You know, where do we talk to the audience? Like <laughs> scripted you know, ad libbing, exactly. You know, like where <laughs> it's meant to look like. Oh, we're having a joke. Like maybe the joke is different, but it happens in the same place on each night. And and I would guarantee. Well, I mean, I've listened to albums that happened within a short space of time of each other, and I'm and I'm looking at the track list for the two shows that were played one day and then the next day. Uh, and they are completely different, right? So well, that's one thing too. They so they, they play a lot of like two and three day sets in one city, and they won't repeat the same song in the in the city for that during that time. So like so because they know a lot of people are going to buy tickets to like all three nights, and so during during that span in that city, every night will be different. So people treat it like a festival, basically. Basically, yeah. Um. So there is just this feeling for me where it's like I feel like there's n- there isn't like a point that they're trying to make where maybe some bands are trying to make a point of some description, which made it difficult for me at times to follow. Um, but I can also see in the function in which you listen to this music, I can totally see myself listening to this music. Interesting. And that's very different to the the next note that I have because I didn't update this part of my notes. Is I can't imagine myself listening to this in the future, <laughs> but but I actually don't feel that way now. And I I don't know if you've like indoctrinated me with some description, like if there's some sort of subliminal messaging in what you've sent. But I I find the style, the kind of easy listening style that this is, quite interesting and. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel because it feels like, you know, I I would be I don't want to feel like I'm just jumping on the bandwagon with you, but I genuinely enjoyed some of this. Believe me, this is not a bandwagon. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> on this bandwagon. Well, and, and it's it's funny, you know, like the fact is like it, it, if you if you ask around, it seems like effectively zero people in the world listen to fish. But they have like one of the one of the highest grossing top attended touring acts in the world. Like <laughs> it, like their shows sell out they're huge they can sell out madison square garden for like three nights in a row every year and be fine like it, it they they are massive they have a huge following and they really are i think one of the if not the largest uh touring band in the world and and they they just 
it, it, it seems it, it's like Howard Stern fans, which I'm also one of those. Like, you know, there's a lot of fans, but if you ask around, you can find zero of them. Like, <laughs> they they come from somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, I, I think part of what you're saying you know, about like how it kind of seems disjointed and a lot of that is just because you're not familiar with the songs yet you know like and in what i picked for you i i intentionally well first of all i assume you'd finish it and now i hope you will but uh i intentionally picked these shows such that between the first show and and the two later shows uh there are some repeated songs and the reason for that is i kind of wanted you to hear like two different versions of some of these songs um because again that is that is kind of that is a big part of listening to fish is like hearing the same song played differently I know and that happened. That definitely happened because yeah. there were parts that I recognized. So I know in what I've listened to, I have heard some songs played in different ways because there were bits I was like, oh, I know this. It's like, well, the only way I can know this is through what I've just listened to. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, you know, that, again, like it, it's most of this, most of your reaction to it sounds like you you would like it a lot more if you were a little more familiar with it. Which is pretty good, I think. Uh, I, this is again, this is better than I expected. Uh, and and again, f- and you're right. Like the purpose of this music for me, and granted, a lot of people don't don't agree with this, but the purpose of this music for me is to be pretty consistent and and to provide me with very long spans of music that I basically expect how it's going to sound, so I don't have to think about it. And I also really enjoy it. And and you know, I I feel like I've. Uh, I've talked a lot. Uh, I've I've given a lot of like, kind of like, hesitations, protections, uh, equivocation so far, and, and kind of defending why they are weird. I haven't really talked so much about what I love about the music, and, and this is something like, as I said, like I I love guitar riffs. Like I, I always love before I discovered Fish, and when I was listening to, to regular people's music <laughs> before beforehand. Uh, I would always love like the three seconds of the song that were like a cool little guitar riff, and then and then it would be over, and I'd be oh, I wish I could hear more of that, you know. And and the fact is that when you are a Fish fan, you get a lot more of that. That is like the that is not all of the music, you know, because you know you kind of you, you need to have some contrast between the parts of the music so that they're, they're, so the riffs matter. But you just get a lot more of the riffs, and they're much more advanced. And because these people are really, really good musicians who have been playing together for thirty years, uh, for the most part, and it, 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 you can tell, like jamming in general, jamming randomly doesn't really work. Doesn't sound good. You, you really like they practice. <laughs> you you have to practice, and you have to you have to have just like a long history with the people you're playing with so you can so you know how to jam with them so it isn't just random and doesn't just fall apart it it, it is really a, a skill that that needs to be developed over time and you have to be a pretty good musician to start with to be able to jam at all and to have it sound good or be interesting and so these are really like the the amount of energy and sound they're able to produce you you almost can't believe that there's only four of them up there there's only one guitar player there's one bassist there's one keyboard player and there's one drummer that's it they're like they, it's only four people up there and some of these songs you hear you, you just can't believe that and so what i love about it again is like there is so much musicality there there is so much energy and and just music there if, if you just love the music part of it especially if you love that sound of like of, of an electric guitar really going to town and really like nailing these notes uh, it is incredible to hear, and nothing else really sounds like that. Like you can you can look at other bands. Almost every other band I like, I can point to similar sounding bands. Right with Fish, I really can't. There, I really can't point to any other band and say, "Oh, this is a lot like Fish." I can't. Grateful Dead is not. Uh, some of the other modern jam bands like String Cheese Incident, uh, Widespread Panic, they're really they sound very different from me from all, all from all of each other as well. Uh, Nothing else sounds like this. Nothing else does this for me. Nothing nothing else resonates with me the way this does. That's why I like it so much. Because like if you're the kind of person who always loves little tiny guitar riffs in rock songs, this this really might be for you. So you mentioned about like the live show stuff. 
Um, is this how they make their money? Like, do they make their money from selling tickets and then selling the music to like to you? As far as I'm not like just to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and there, there's a lot of piracy also in the community. So I I don't know how many people are buying it. I buy it just because I I want to support them and it's really easy. Um, but I don't I don't know how many people buy it the way I do. But uh, they I think they make the the vast majority of their money from from live tickets. It has to be because I mean that because we know like from the rest of the business from the music industry we know that like. Bands can make a lot of money that way, and it's very hard to make money other ways. Uh, so I think that's. I mean, they, you know, they sell like some T-shirts and stuff, but I, I, I think it's the vast majority, the vast majority is concert tickets. And, I mean, they seem to do they tour a lot. It seems like they do a lot of shows, but are they touring constantly? I would say they tend. I mean, since since their reunion in two thousand nine, they tend to be touring. You know, pretty regularly, maybe like two tours a year. And, you know, so they, they're probably touring about half the time of every year or something like that. Um, so, yeah, they, they tour a lot because, uh, again, that is really what they do. And, and some of them have side stuff like like Trey has a whole side career doing, you know, little different independent things. I don't, I don't like them as much. Um, and the other guys, they'll occasionally have like a live show themselves or they'll put out they'll put out like a solo album. So they all kind of have different projects. But for the most part, Fish is their main project. And uh, like right now as we record this, like Trey is off somewhere doing it. He, he is being the stand in Jerry Garcia at a grateful dead farewell tour with like a couple of remaining members of the grateful dead. Trey is taking over as the guitarist because Jerry Garcia died a long time ago. And, uh, and it's funny. <laughs> it's funny too. Like the grateful dead, you know, they, they had a very similar kind of following when they were in, when they were in their heyday of like touring around, uh, they kind of pioneered, I think, the the, jam, the modern jam band uh, method of like touring around, playing very long shows, lots of jams in the middle, and having having a lot of dedicated fans who would follow them around and and just make that their lifestyle of we follow the dead around and we we attend every show basically, and they would you know get in like a VW bus, and, you know, like, it's like every stereotype possible. That was the Grateful Dead. And honestly, I think Fish does it way better. I think Fish's music, even though the Grateful Dead has a lot of good music, I think Fish is Fish is the better jam band. That is not a very popular opinion, though. And and many like when I when I went to my one concert, the guy next to me, he was an older guy, and he kept ranting. He's like, "Man, nothing nothing's been as good since Jerry died. This guy, this guy's okay." He was talking. He's talking about Trey Anastasio at a Fish concert. Saying, "Oh, this guy's okay." Like, I, it's like he's like an okay Jerry Garcia substitute. <laughs> this Even is, this is the band. culture. Yeah, this is this is the culture of, of the of many of the people who attend the concerts. But again, that that's a you can't judge a band on its fans. Uh, yeah, so there is a lot of overlap here with Grateful Dead fandom and culture, but the music is very different. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so right now. He's playing that that Grateful Dead farewell thing, which I haven't heard yet, but I, people keep saying it's good. There was even a thing on Mashable about it, I think, yesterday. Uh, but anyway, uh, they tour a lot, and which is great. It's great as a fan because we get new music all the time. Like most of my other, like I thought, you know, when when you asked me to be on this show, I I thought first of all in the previous episodes, Tiff and I would listen in the car, and we would hear, and we we would keep pausing it and talking like, what would we pick and why. And I, I have a lot of a lot of other bands I like, and I just could not think of one album that I would call my favorite album from any of them. Um, and there, there's a lot of them that are like, well, I listen to this album a lot, but I wouldn't necessarily say it's my favorite album, or I like these three songs. Like, oh my God, Pearl Jam is the worst. Pearl Jam has not put out a great album ever. They have put out many albums that include many great songs. But every album they put out has like some dud on it, <laughs> at least one or two. <laughs> and it's like you just you can't like they're one of the few bands where a great a, a greatest hits album actually is a huh. good thing. <laughs> you know, is is this an unpopular opinion of Pearl Jam? Or? I think it will be. I'm not a big Pearl Jam guy in general. <laughs> so anyway, there are so many bands like that where like I love some of their songs or or I really like one of their albums or two of their albums. Um, but the problem is, like most bands, you might only ever get three albums from a band. And that's like that's all of the work you will ever have from them. And that's all the music you'll ever have from them. 
Fish is different. Fish is, if you like them, you get this vast library that is ever-expanding of their work. And so, again, as a fan, that's really hard to beat. The fact that I can get, that I, even, even if you go to the show, you can go to a concert, and by the time you get home from the concert, you can go download it online. And actually, they'll do that for free. If you, if you have a ticket to the show, you can redeem the, the, the number on it online for a free download of the show you just attended. It's great. It's a great system. It just it's and and again, like the attitude of just being happy and enjoying music, the whole the whole picture just makes it so that if you like their music the way I do, it is a really great band to be a fan of. Why have you only been to one show? It's again, it's mostly because I, I just don't like going to concerts. Like I, I'm I'm I don't get the value out of concerts that most people do. I mean, it used to be back in the day I, I, I really don't like cigarette smoke and, and so it used to be back in the day that most of these venues allowed smoking and so you'd just be constantly inhaling cigarette smoke and your clothes would reek afterwards and it would be disgusting. Um but you know, even even in modern civilized times when you can't do that in most places anymore, uh I just get bored. Like halfway like you know i'll really enjoy a few songs here and there but then i'm like all right now uh you know i'm still here there's there's still more I, now i kind of just want the show to end and i want to get out of here and i want to go home uh i don't there there is no band in the world i like so much that i would want to go to you know more than one of their concerts i think uh and and there have been some fish shows that i've missed well, there have been a lot that I've missed, but there have been some that, like, something really really cool happened at the show, and I, and I regret not having been there. Like, the, they'll often do, like, a big deal show for New Year's Eve, and New Year's Eve, it's usually at Madison Square Garden, and they'll do, like, some big some big performance or some big stunt, like they did a few years, a few years ago with the meat stick thing, like, that, the yeah, flying hot dog, it, it, long story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's, they they had they flew over the audience in a in a hot dog. Anyway, uh, you know, <laughs> there'll be like some some big cool thing that'll happen occasionally that I'll be like, oh, I I really regret not being there for that. But for the most part, I just don't care enough about concerts to to go. I, I get bored too easily. I, I think I'm also too old at this point. You know, I'm 33. When when I went to my only fish concert, I think I was about 29 or so, and I was. I was definitely in an age gap at the show where it's it's huge among among like white college kids <laughs> who, who like to smoke a lot of pot. So most of the audience is that. And then there were like the guys in their 50s who followed the Grateful Dead around and who were really upset that Trey, Trey Anastasio was not Jerry Garcia. And there was like nobody between the ages of 24 and 50 except me. It was really weird. Anyway, um, yeah, concerts, not my thing. So one of the big things of each episode in this series is where I ask people to name their favorite tracks and then I play some clips. <laughs> and I have no idea how to do this part with you. Again, this is, it's part of the, this is part of the reason why this, this band is relatively inaccessible and, and has a lot of people who, who judge it without really fully understanding it uh, because it's hard to just say, all right, well, here, play this 10-second you know, clip or whatever. Like, it's, that's not really how this band works. It, it's hard to... It's hard to to pick something that's representative that that anybody will understand because it is so many of these jams are about like you know it, it's a five minute progression up until this this like musical peak and and then they bring it back down and it's like it, it's 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 this whole arc of of music and and pacing and tone that it, it's hard to capture that in ten seconds and and be fair. They're an interesting band. It's very interesting. Now you're now you're into it. You're in. Just listen to the last show that I gave you at some point. I will. Because it's really it's a really good one. That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> and that's why I ended with the strong one. <laughs> so listen to that as well. But uh and if hey, if you need any more fish, I can tell you where to get it. <laughs> I'm sure you can. Are you proud of, of your love of fish? Do you see it as a guilty pleasure or do you, you know, you you happily kind of fly the flag? It's kind of nice. I mean, so you know, my other music music uh, preferences are mostly like bands from the '90s. Many of them are still playing, and I like their modern stuff too. But it's mostly stuff I discovered when I was in middle school and high school, like most people. You know, that, that's kind of when you when you form your musical tastes, and uh, and so most of it's stuff from the '90s. And I've in modern times, I am so out of touch. And even before I liked Fish, I was so out of touch with modern music for the most part that I've always been I, I've always kind of been resigned to the fact that I listen to what most people think of as bad music or at least 
out of date music, but mostly just bad music. Like my my iTunes share name on the the iTunes share thing is Marco's bad music, uh, because when I when I worked in an office, people would find my share and make fun of what I had on there. So I think okay, well now I'll just I'll just own it, you know. So I know that what I listen to most people think is bad, and. So it is kind of fun to own that in a way to say, you know what? Yeah, I listen to bad music. Screw you. But also, it's uh, I just don't care. I don't care anymore. Like I, I, I'm, I'm past the point in in my life, in my age, and in, in my development as a human being. I, I'm past the point where I care a lot about what other people think of the things I like. Uh, I just don't care anymore. I like them, and that's enough for me. And you know, if and I don't, I don't try to evangelize fish really outside of this because you asked me to sort of. Um, you know, like I, I play them, <laughs> I play fish music as like the 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 on hold opening band for the ATP live stream, and I do this for a number of reasons. The biggest of which is that it's something I can play that I know I won't get in trouble for, because I can't. You know, if you play a studio album on what is effectively a temporary internet radio station. If some label finds out about that, you know they could they could threaten you or try to get you to pay royalties and everything. I don't want to deal with that, and I know Fish doesn't care, and so I can play this live stream, uh, and I can play Fish, and it gives me a vast you know I have days worth of fish. I have I have so much fish that I can play that I don't really have to think very strongly about it or spend a lot of time preparing it. I just kind of pick a random a random point in my collection that has a few good songs after it, and I start there. And I just hit play, and then I go continue preparing for the show. So I I play it there mostly for all those functional reasons, but also kind of as a little guilty pleasure that I know I'm forcing a lot of people to listen to Fish. And that's really fun to me because I know how much people hate it. But that's that's really the only way I kind of troll the world with it. Usually I don't really evangelize it to anybody because I know, like, it, because it is so different from most kinds of music, uh, I know that it's usually a lost cause. Most people aren't willing to even consider it, and so I don't push the issue. I did want you to pick them um, because it's music that I know is important to you, but it's also different. And, and one of you know one of the things that I want to get across this season is a bunch of different types of music. You know, we, in the last episode, Dan Warren picked the soundtrack. Um, and, and I think it's interesting to hear that stuff rather than everybody just picking Sgt. Pepper. Um, and and in all honesty, I'm glad you did because I wanted to hear about Fish from your point of view um, and a little bit about the band. And I hope genuinely that there are people that check them out now and like them because I feel like other than kind of just people joking about them, there isn't kind of a lot of people talking positively about Fish on the internet anyway that i've seen at least in our little circle they're just kind of as i mentioned before just a marco joke right exactly and and there was i, I should mention there was a uh, there was an earwolf podcast a couple of years ago called analyze fish and it was very funny it was it was basically like one guy who was a big long-term fish fan trying to convince the other guy uh to like them and they they went to a concert and they talked about the concert it was it was this whole thing it was very funny it was a short run show called analyze fish uh, check that out if you're interested. It's very, very funny. And I, and I would say also, like, I think the Fish fan on that show didn't do the best job of, you know, making the best case for them. But, you know, that's only because I'm a fan. And, I, and, and he, like, he was, like, one of the older school fans. He was into the drug culture. He was he liked them a lot in the 90s. Uh, and, again, that was a very different band. Um, so I would say listen to that if you're interested. And the, the biggest question people will ask, uh, besides if I'm sort of certifiably insane, uh, the biggest question people ask after hearing this is, if they're interested, is where do I start? And that's unfortunately, again, it, it's kind of hard to start. It's kind of hard to know where to start. Um, the the place that's, that gives all the live recordings that is officially tied in with the band is livefish.net. And in case anybody doesn't know already, fish is spelled with a PH, not an F at the front. Anyway, uh, so livefish.net, or is it .com? Am, have I been saying this wrong? Oh, crap, it's .com. Wow, okay. Livefish.com. <laughs> not even you know. I swear I'm not into drugs. <laughs> so, so livefish.com is is where to go. They have every recording. Uh, right now there is not a current tour going, so they, they have like a bunch of older recordings that they've been remastered and re-released on the front page, but 
they have the entire catalog of everything that's that's legally available. Um, you can get free uh, free recordings from from like tapers and the, it, they were they've been part of taper culture forever. So like people, they have like a special special area of the concert venues where they will allow people to come with microphones and recorders and record the shows themselves. Wow, really? Yeah, this is a few bands do this. It's like taper culture. It's weird. Um, I don't like those recordings because they just don't sound nearly as good. So I never, I always spring for like the actual soundboard recording from the band because again, it's like twelve bucks. And who cares? Um, so I would say start there. And if you have to, you know, you're gonna have to pick a show. So they Live Fish has uh, an iPhone app that I've actually never used, but I know that I'm pretty sure it will stream something for free at, at any time. Like they, there's always like a show that's playing for free over the app if you want to listen to it that way. So that's a really good place to get into it. There's also tons of uh, YouTube videos of of certain songs on the on their recent tours. Like if if you see if you see like, you know, one of the one of their recent tours, you can you can search for that date on YouTube and you can get people's videos of it. Uh, so and that's also a way to listen for free if you don't want to buy anything yet. Uh, so otherwise yeah, livefish.com, get the livefish app. You can look on YouTube. And I would suggest just start with some of their recent shows. So they're right now, as we as we record, the most recent shows were the New Year's run leading into January first, twenty fifteen, uh, in Miami, Florida. That was a great run. It was three nights or four nights, I think. It, that was a fantastic run. That's why th- that's that. Those are the shows that I ended Mike's uh, segment with. Um, I would say start there. Um, if you have to pick only one of those. I would say the last night was probably the best, the uh, January second, twenty fifteen. But just you know, start there. It, it as, as I hope you've you've heard from all this. Uh, it is very hard to just point to one album or one live show and say this is fish. This is the best. This is where you should start because that's not really how it works. It doesn't work like any other band, and uh, that's part of the appeal. <laughs> 